When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week started with a rare Apple event on a Monday where the company announced several new products, including two new Apple Silicon processors, the M1 Pro and the M1 Max. Naturally, those processors made their way into completely redesigned MacBook Pro laptops. Oh, and there's some new AirPods too. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and on this episode of Jason Squared, we're taking a look at Apple's newest hardware. All right, Perlo, Apple started the event with one thing I know both of us enjoy, and that's music. What'd you think? So, you know, those colored HomePod minis don't excite me very much. Um, you know, they're just, they're just, they're just skewed. They're just new skews of colors for the thing they did introduce last year. Right. So yeah. I, I was honestly, honestly, I was hoping for an improvement over the original model something that could be used as a sound, as a surround sound speaker for Apple TV. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking to finally replace my Sonos Play 3s and potentially uh, the, uh, not the, I, I, I'm not using the Play Bar anymore. I'm using the Beam, which is not a bad speaker, but I'm, but I'm now a full-blown Apple TV user. So I would right. rather have an integrated surround sound solution that works with Apple TV. Um, we didn't get that this year. Right, which which I think is, is is kind of a bummer. I was ex- I was expecting a, a higher end HomePod, maybe a a, a front end HomePod, a front end speaker kind of a thing, like a Beam or or, or you know we sure. didn't get that. We didn't get that kind of a setup. Um, what I really liked the most, honestly, was um the voice service. Really? Uh, you know, I I think that is something that yeah. might compete well with with what Amazon's Alexa does. Um, you know, hopefully everyone that has Apple one gets to test it out. We just get it. You know, we don't have to pay an extra $5 a month for it. Yeah. So it's part of, it's part of, if you, if you subscribe to Apple music at all, you get it, or you could subscribe to voice. It's it's either or. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to actually talking to Siri on my Mac and getting it to stream things on command uh, or on the iPhone. I mean, I'm assuming that if if it works in iCloud, then it doesn't matter if it's being invoked on a, uh, uh, on a HomePod or or from any Siri-enabled device, I would assume, right? Even on an Apple TV, I assume it would work. I would hope. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. So my favorite part, um, I think the new AirPods look good, and we'll we'll talk about those in a minute. But the uh, HomePod Mini, I was hoping for new hardware myself. Although the yellow, orange, and navy blue colors that they announced look pretty cool. I definitely want the yellow one. Uh, it'll break up my otherwise black desk with a black mouse and a black keyboard and a black microphone and black cam. You know, it's like my desk is the most boring desk in the world, I think, because it's just black everything. So the yellow HomePod mini, I probably will pick one up. Um, but the new Apple Music Voice, I think, is the exact Apple name Voice, of it. App, Siri Voice, a Music Voice, Voice Plan, or something like that. It, Vo- yeah. yeah, Voice Plan, which allows you to access Apple Music, but only through Siri. Yes, uh, makes no sense to me. I just 
maybe I have to go hands on with it. Like there's all these new stations that they were touting and you can ask for playlists based on, Hey, uh, Hey Siri, play something I'm going to bed for. Don't actually do it. Um, and, or, you know, play something I'm going to bed or play something for dinner. Like those are great. Uh, those are something that Apple music has needed anyways, to compete with like Spotify, Spotify's playlist. I've had this conversation with a friend recently, like Spotify's algorithm and playlists are no one can compete with them and Apple can't no. even come close. So, so I think this is a welcome and warranted change to Apple Music, but a $5 a month plan for one user to access I, Apple Music library only using Siri, I don't understand it. I, I, think I, just, they're expect, I think they're expecting just to use it primarily as a perk on, on Apple One, to be perfectly honest. It's another way to sell Apple One plans. Uh, one more thing to add to Apple One to make it attractive, in, in my opinion. Yeah, but if you're already paying for Apple One, I, I don't know. I, it just, I don't understand it at all. And maybe I just need to go hands-on with it and view it as just a $5 add-on. I I don't know. I It's just weird. But I guess we could talk about the um, new AirPods, third-generation AirPods. Uh, you know, they this is a completely new design for the standard AirPods. They look a little bit more like the uh, AirPods Pro now, except for they don't have um ear tips on them you know for to adjust for size and fit uh but yeah what do you think so you know it was interesting was um i was right about airpods moving to magsafe i i thought that they might do it uh with some of the things i was looking in their filings and and, and whatnot um I, all i gotta say is why didn't they do this with apple watch this year you know we then we would have had one charging connector to rule all the major devices, right? We would need to yeah. one, 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 you know, we could have done it with iPhone, could have done it with AirPods, could have done it with, um, you know, iPhone, AirPods and watch, you know, and, and, you know, potentially we could, you could do this with it with, with um, iPad. Um, you know, the AirPods look cool. Um, they seem to pack a substantial amount of technology in them at that price point. They really look like they incorporate a lot of what AirPods Pro does um, with the exception of ANC. And honestly, I think most people who use those earbuds don't care about ANC anyway, you know, because they're going right. out on the, they're walking around on the street. They don't want to be they're all their are outdoors, outside sounds completely muted, um, you know, if using it for outdoor exercise and things like that. Um, and I don't think ANC is super effective on earbuds anyway, compared to over the year. So I think that if I was going to use AirPods, I would probably go with this generation. Um, and uh, I think that they're going to sell extremely well. At this price point, was it 129 uh, for this no, generation? They're 179. So oh, 170 is 179. Okay, all right, yeah. But even they still, raised the that's... price on them. So the current lineup now is, and I'll just talk about the basic earbuds, not including AirPods Max. And so AirPods second generation stay in the lineup at 129. dollars I didn't realize they were keeping them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Third generation AirPods with the new MagSafe charge uh, connection, the new design, spatial audio. Like you said, they lack A and C. Right. So extra battery life they're up to six hours of battery life and 30 hours total with the charging case those are 179 and then you that's have expensive for- that is expensive for earbuds that don't have anc because a lot of the competitors right. have yeah. ANC at that, especially you compare those to point. what yeah you yeah. compare them to samsung who has you know galaxy buds too and all these other they're they're below 179 and so then you have the airpods pro which have mm. every feature active noise cancellation all that and those are 249 wow. we also added MagSafe to the charging case for airpods pro mm. so that was a little boost there for them but 
yeah, the lineup is, it spans a lot of different price points now. Um, 129 to 249 just for the earbuds, 549 if you want to do the over ear AirPods Max. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's a good lineup. I wish it would be a little cheaper, but that's, yeah. you know, the case with every Apple product, right? It is, it is I'm what it is. I'm interested to check these out. I should have a pair next week uh, to test out. So, uh, you know, we'll see how they do. And maybe the lack of ANC isn't going to be as big of a deal as, uh, you know, I'm thinking I use it all the time, but I'm not walking along streets or busy roads or whatnot. So I use it to drown out background noise when I'm working at home. I, I think a lot of people do that. Um, but so let's talk about the processors, right? And, yeah. and there's two two new Apple Silicon processors. And I'll be honest, during this part of the event, um, when they were talking about the number of transistors, which there are billions yeah. of them, and the die and the performance gains, I kind of zoned out, and but not because I wasn't disinterested, but I was working on writing up the AirPods news sure. during the Apple event, and my internet went out for about five minutes. <laughs> and so I'm trying to get the news story posted. I have zero internet uh, for those five minutes, and it, it was just a stressful situation. By the time I got back into it, they were already moved on to the MacBook Pro models. Right. Um, but from what I understand, the new M1 Pro is the like step first step up from the M1 Apple Silicon process, yes. processor, which we got last year. And it's, according to Apple, one and a half times faster than the M1. The M1 Max, which is not to be confused with M1 Mac or Max, it, it, I don't know why they picked that name because it's really close to what they call all of their products, uh, computer products. The M1 Max is two times faster, according to Apple. Yeah. And there's some huge GPU gains here as well um, that I didn't even add in my show notes because they are just astronomical. So this is a huge gain for just year over year improvement, mm -hmm. right? It's not like the M1 was already slow. The, I still use my M1 MacBook Pro every day and and this thing is fast still it hasn't slowed down one bit and you're telling me that there's two processors that are just a huge leap forward i it's it's uh crazy what apple's doing here yeah so um you know uh, I, fortunately i i paid a lot of attention to this because this was the part of the of the show that I, I was really 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 interested in and um yes yeah, so there's a lot more transistors on that die and you know typically when you add more transistors uh you know onto a a, a wafer um that translates it to more speed right but what's what's really exciting about these new chips is memory bus bandwidth okay uh, i've been wondering over the last year or so really last two years how it was apple going to handle um increasing the bus speeds between the main memory and the gpu um as they and P as they and the PC manufacturers do on the desktop computers using Intel machines, right? Uh, no, on an Intel machine, typically you would use you know discrete memory like DDR on a graphics chip, and then you use a high-speed memory bus interconnect between that graphics chip, you know, and you know the, the 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 memory, and then the graphics chip and the CPU, right? So basically, right. you have these little highways of information that move across the chip. Uh, for different things, right? You know, and and the, right. and the it's CPU, two, it, it's two separate devices that have to communicate to each other, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you have the graphics memory talks to the GPU, and the main memory talks to the main the, the CPU, and the CPU and the GPU also have to talk to each other, right? So you have to move all yeah. the stuff moving around now. But what the M series 
and the A-series chips use is something called unified memory architecture, right? So in other words, they pool a base of RAM together between the CPU and uh, the GPU, and also with the machine learning chips, right? So essentially, these they're like Siamese twins. They share all their system resources together from a big pool, <laughs> right? Um, you know, and they share it really, really fast. Like yeah. uh, in the M1 Pro, that's 200 gigabytes per second, okay? And in the M1 Max, that's 400 gigabytes per second. Right, so those super fast GPU cores, of which there are up to 32 on the max, they have the super fast communication bandwidth to those super fast CPU cores, of which there are up to 10 on both of those chips. Now we aren't even talking about those machine learning cores that can take advantage of this as well. So they can also take a lot more memory than last year, right? Last year with the max, I think we had was 16 gigabytes of RAM. Now you can take up to 64 gigabytes of RAM on a, on a single wafer. Right. So certainly the M1 from last year was not slow on a per core basis compared to the rest of the industry. In fact, it was faster than the rest of the industry. But if, right. if Apple wants to get the highest end professional workloads running on these chips, they had to make that bus go very, 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 very fast. Right. So that's that's what's what we're really learning today is how are they developing for the future generation of their machines? How are they going to make these bigger and bigger, more powerful and powerful? Where are they going to make that bus bandwidth go very fast? And that may allow them to combine multiple M1s across what they call a single backplane. So like multiple door to boards with M1s connected with high speed bus connectors is how they're going to, they can pool that memory across all those chips. If they could pull it across a single chip, they can pull it across multiple chips. It's possible. You know, so like a supercomputer, like a cluster. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. For like yeah. a Mac Mini or Mac Pro. Yeah, I mean, literally, I, I didn't. We didn't see an M1 Mac Mini uh, Max made this year yet. I think that's. Our, I think. I think we're going to see a Mini Max or a Mini Pro shortly. That's going to have a very similar motherboard to this laptop. And yeah, sure. I, th I think what they'll be able to do is create what they call daughter boards. So essentially, these will be boards that won't necessarily have, you know, the, the, the ethernet and the keyboard connector and all that other stuff, but it'll have all the essential guts of that, that gotcha. main board and then be able to tie mo several of them together in a stack. So maybe you'll have a box that can have slots for additional boards that will plug in and then allow you to effect effectively, you know, pancake stack the, 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 the chips. I'm, that's what I, I, I see as a theoretical possibility. They may or may not do it that way, but that sounds sure. like it makes sense to be able to incrementally just stack the machine and, and buy more, buy more daughter boards, and then suddenly you have more and more power. That that's, that's something that, easier than developing an even more powerful chip just for the Mac Pro line, right? Yeah, because these things are already crazy powerful. I mean, if you took right. four M1 Maxes or four M1 Pros, you got a lot of power. You got a lot of horsepower there. Tremendous amounts yeah. of horsepower. Yeah, which this is all very bad news for Intel, right? There's not a single MacBook Pro in the lineup now that offers an Intel processor. They kept the M1 MacBook Pro that was released last year as the low-end 13-inch model. And now we have two new MacBook Pro laptops. There's a 14-inch and a 16-inch. And if you want yeah. to be very specific, they're 14.2 and 16.2-inch. But here, and there, it's a completely new design. They they look, this was a mea culpa of, of Apple, and it's probably the biggest one we've seen from Apple ever, maybe. 
but I want to talk specifically about this first, and then we'll dive into why this is kind of a step backwards in MacBook Pro design, but also a step forward for users. And, and But most importantly, the display on the MacBook Pro, the new ones, has a notch. Yeah. A notch that you have on your iPhone. Yeah. Where the camera is. <laughs> so instead of making the bezels a little bit thicker yeah. on the MacBook Pro, they added a cutout in the display where a 1080p FaceTime camera goes, but it doesn't have Face ID. No. There's no Face ID unlocked to, or Apple Pay approval or integration. That's There's still Touch ID integrated in these MacBook Pros. What what do you think about the notch, Perlo? I, I, yeah, what do you think? So I'm sure Apple's highly paid, very smart engineering team looked at every possibility as to how they could get all as much screen space as possible on that on that display housing. And they said, how are we going to get around this? Are we going to make a thicker bezel, which has this, the camera sensor? And I think there's an ambient light sensor and maybe another yeah. sensor. I don't know how many sensors are on the front of that of that MacBook versus on an iPhone, like an iPhone, you know, that, that, that face ID notch, right. Has the front end facing camera. It's got a laser, you know, mapping unit. It's got uh, like four or five different things that they have to put in that notch, which is why there is a notch. Now, I think they looked at that screen real estate and they said, well, we could, you know, we could make that bezel bigger or we could put a notch and then make, and then make the, the, the screen area cover the entire display area. <laughs> uh, and that's what the they bezels said. are still bigger than what what you would have on like an HP laptop or yeah. an LG laptop. The bezels are still thicker, so why not just put it up above this display? Like, yeah, to me, I mean, it's it's Apple trying to force the iconic look of the the iPhone with the home button that we had for years. Yeah, and now they're trying to transition the notch to more of their lineup. I, I, I just mean, doesn't make I sense mean maybe some of this is industrial design ethos, and some of this is practicality of looking at. You know, I I I don't I haven't taken a part in Apple display and seeing how many layers that they have to integrate, and and you know. Some of this has to be a manufacturing decision and say, hey, this we know we've done this on the phone and it worked on a phone for us. And now we're moving sure. this. From, or, or we did this on iPad Pro. We know what iPad Pro we were able to pull off with that display. We're using the same display tech on this on this 14 inch and the 16 inch. But we know this works. Let's do it. Let's not take yeah, any additional the, risks and do it this way. The difference is the iPad Pro doesn't have a notch. It's in the bezel. And so True. like they've done it, they've done it and they've made thicker bezels before too. So yeah, I don't know, but there is some good news about the redesigned MacBook pro. And that is the fact that Apple finally killed the touch bar. Thank which was God. That little, Thank God. I hate that thing. The I little hate. display strip I've hated from day one. I've never understood why it was there. I don't use it. I'd never have used it. Nope. And, uh, they tried to stick with for the last few years, just like the ports, which I'm going to talk about in a in a second. But do you remember when they announced the touch bar? I was at the event when they announced it. Yeah. I went and did hands on. And then they played um, during the event. They played a commercial and it compared the invention of the touch bar to the invention of the light bulb. Do you remember that commercial? That played I don't remember the, that. I don't remember that, but I believe it. Yeah. It, it was a series of light bulbs that went down the street and like it, it, it went from like Edison in, in the past 
to present day and then eventually led to the touch bar. And it was the most, I, I there was so much hubris with the, with the comparison. I just couldn't, a touch bar compared to a light bulb, like it just, it made no sense to me whatsoever. And it, it just showed how arrogant Apple was being about every single little tiny iteration and advancement they thought they were making. And in this case, they lived with this one for five years and it was horrible. No one, I have yet to meet a single person that thought the touch bar was a good implementation. So it's gone now. The MacBook Pro no longer has it, at least the 14 and 16 inch, the 13 inch model obviously still does because it hasn't seen the same redesign. But in, in its place are actual buttons, function keys now with a Touch ID sensor to unlock apps and your Mac itself. But I think the biggest concession they made and admission of making a wrong choice a few five years ago was that they brought back an HDMI port and a micro SD port yep. on the MacBook Pro, which is something that users had been screaming about yep. needing and wanting since then. It's only HDMI 2.0, so it's not the faster HDMI. No. And there's some Thunder, Thunderbolt 4 ports on there, too. And MagSafe is back, the magnetic charger that yep. everyone loved on their old MacBook Pros. And it's a lot faster now. And they redesigned that as well. This is this is probably the biggest reversal we've ever seen Apple make, right, as far as products go? It, it is a reversal, but I have to wonder how much of this is tied to moving to the new chip architecture and whatever support chips were necessary for them to implement to make those ports come back, right? Because you have to remember, Intel has a huge ecosystem of manufacturers that create these support chips and interface, you know, parts to build laptops that have ports on them, right? You know, and yeah. to, to, when you move your ecosystem to a completely new processor uh, architecture, you're not just changing the so all the software to accommodate that new processor and re recompiling software, you now have to think about, well, what other extra parts do I now have to build and in integrate into a computer to support that, right? So who knows what was missing as far as both software parts and hardware parts in order to put those ports back on those machines, right? So again, it, I'm glad they brought them back. But it just comes to show what what how much of a level of effort is required whenever you make these kind of giant sweeping platform changes, right? There's, sometimes you have to rebuild you have to rebuild the the the, the bridge to, to to do it. Right. Yeah. But they made the change last year, and they they took away these ports five years ago. So yeah. I, I think I think if anything, it required more work on Apple's part to bring this stuff back because they could do yes. whatever the hell they want with Apple Silicon, right? And they didn't have to bring these ports back, but they realized that their users wanted and needed this stuff. And so they put the investment into doing it. And here's some, I, I don't know if we want to go down this rabbit hole, but something I was talking about with, with another editor this morning is, did the change of heart have to do with Johnny Ive leaving Apple? I don't know. Um, I mean, I right, think this like, is more practical. I mean, the fact that you, that most of us still have to use docking stations to even just connect one freaking monitor um, is is outrageous, right? I mean, I mean, this this is a very simple use case scenario. User needs to use a, a full size monitor to do an editing job or something like that. One monitor, bam! You should just put the plug in the darn HDMI, and now you have. Or you need to do a presentation in, in a corporate setting and you have projector units, right? They all use HDMI ports. Bam, you need to be able to do that, 
right? So, right. I mean, not, without, without, carrying adapters. Without, without carrying a million adapters or having, you know, all these crazy, you know, dongles and, 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 and hubs and things you need to get to, to just to get to that projector unit, right? right. So I, I, I think they I, probably they saw that even internally at Apple, you know, the, and the giant donut when someone tried to arrive for their meeting and then they couldn't, they're like, oh, how do I get this to connect it? <laughs> Uh, right. We gotta use we gotta use a wireless airplay connection technology to do your present, and this is like no to hell with that. Which That's on, just, you know, which on the know. corporate network is iffy at best. Yeah, right. So I think they tried to eat their own dog food, and they realized they hated it. That's what happened. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Perlo. Any closing thoughts? Are you buying any of this stuff? If so, what are you buying? What did you uh, want from Apple that we didn't see? I wanted the Mac Mini. An so, M1 Pro, M1 Max, Mac an, M1, an M1 Pro, or an M1 Max, Mac, yeah, Mac Mini. Um, you know, I, I mean, I do want to play with one of these machines. I really want to play with one of these machines, especially if we finally get, you know, true multi-monitor support on the M1, which we do now. Um, they answered our question. They showed that was a, that, that, that funny graphic with like the five screens attached to it, you know, uh, which yeah, I think they were. Pro XDR displays plus a TV via HDMI or something like that. I, I think they were displays. making fun. I think they were making fun of an Intel commercial where, the, where, where Intel was throwing them some shade about that. Uh, yeah. and so this was over the top. So that pretty much answered the, our questions and more. Um, so yeah, I mean, because I need the two 27-inch HD screen, 4K screens for me to do anything. Um, and that's why I'm still on a 2018 or 2019 series uh, Intel Mac. But now I have a reason to upgrade, finally. So so maybe a 14-inch model in your future? 16? Yeah. Which one? Yeah, if, if, I don't, if, I don't, if a Mac mini isn't announced in the next two, three months, I think a 14-incher. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm with you. I think we should have seen some new HomePod tech uh, announced. I would love a bigger HomePod again. I have one, but as you know, they are discontinued and no longer um, being produced. So I'm not spending more money on those. The minis do well, but uh, the bigger one has a, has better sound and I really, really enjoy that. So I'm disappointed there wasn't new HomePod tech announced other than the colors, which is nothing more than material on the outside of the HomePod mini. Um, but yeah, I'm getting a review sample of the new AirPods from Apple probably next week. And I cool. cannot wait to dig into those and see what they're all about. Maybe they'll be good as, as good as my AirPod pros. I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to give them a test, but I'm excited to see what the MagSafe interaction there is like. One thing I don't understand is if MagSafe is built into the AirPods case now, and we have reverse wireless charging capable yeah. on the iPhone 13 and iPhone 12 with the MagSafe battery pack. Why can't I use MagSafe to charge my AirPods when I'm on the go using my iPhone? That feature isn't part of the AirPods uh, capability right now. Maybe a software update will add it. I don't know, but it would be nice if that was added to it. Uh, but as with all things, Apple baby steps, right? They do one thing at yep. a time and they do it very, very slowly which is, you know, debatable if that's good or bad. I have strong feelings both ways about it. All right, Perlo, uh, anything else? No, you know what? This was a cool, this was a cool event. Um, you know, again, uh, I think we're going to see a couple more. We may see another event uh, for minis and maybe a, a few other things uh, in the next few months. Uh, I would hope before the Christmas, well, we're getting close to the Christmas buying. We're in the Christmas buying season now. Effectively, it's starting now. So I yeah, think... I don't uh, think yeah, I think we're done with with Apple events this year, especially because of shipping delays and all the shortages. And I mean, they announced a twenty. What was it? A twenty dollar cleaning cloth 
that isn't shipping until January because so many people have ordered it. And, and their press release says they revolutionized cleaning cloths for displays. Which, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the, if, if the mini comes, they may just announce and say, we've, re we've revised the mini. It's got a new yeah. chip. Have, have fun. Here's a press release. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's, that All might right. happen. Th yep. Thanks for listening. If you're going to buy yep. any of this Apple hardware, please reach out to Jason and I and let us know. You can find our information on ZDNet.com on how to get a hold of us, either email or Twitter. Probably is best for both of us. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. Please leave a review if you've liked this episode or any of our other episodes. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlo. And this is Jason Squared. Make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.